Coming up, if you're gonna take the plunge and get started in welding, which I suggest you do, and hey, even if you've been doing it for quite some time, here's a neat little hack you can do on your welding helmet that will literally change night into day. Check it out. Astute viewers of this channel will note that this is not about cars. So, hey, here's my reasoning, all right? Dudes who are into cars, at least a subset of said dudes, are also into DIY and fabrication and things like that. And I've been doing that for like four decades now, confrontingly enough. So I thought I might share some of that with you as sort of bonus content. And there's no obligation, no friggin' gun at the head, no need to watch if you're really not into this stuff. I just want to talk about that because it is cool. And welding in particular is a properly Jedi activity. So anyway, I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap <laughs> for buyers here in Australia. Website for that, obviously. Or you can just click the card that may or may not be illuminated. Up there now, dude. So here's the thing, okay, I'm going to show you the problem first and then I want to talk to you about the implementation of my solution. We'll go through the details. But more broadly, this is really a story about design and how you approach that. It doesn't have to be hacking a welding helmet, it can be doing anything, it can be modifying your car. Philosophically, there's an approach to design that works. Many people don't bother to learn it or implement it. And I want to talk to you about that on the way to getting from clean skin welding helmet to see in the dark welding helmet, which didn't take that long. And it's actually pretty simple to do. So anyway, here's the problem, okay? When you learn welding, you can scrimp on nearly everything, okay? The consumables are pretty cheap. I'm talking stick welding here, so-called manual metal arc welding, which is absolutely where you should start because once you've mastered that or once you've developed a decent amount of proficiency at MMA, MIG and TIG are gonna be much easier to learn, right? Because there's so much complexity with stick welding and you do need to develop new programming sort of upstairs because you're kind of dragging this way and feeding that way and watching a pool of molten metal and shooting subatomic particles at the job and controlling all of this with your mind. So there's a bit to learn, right? You can scrimp on a lot of this stuff. You can buy a welder for like an inverter welder for just stick welding for a couple of hundred bucks on Amazon. You don't need any particular gear, you know, you can just use an old work shirt as long as you've got some sturdy gloves. But the one thing I would not scrimp on is a helmet, okay? I remember learning to weld in the early 1980s and that was when we had those bucket type helmets with the little lenses that you flip up like this so it's see the job but flash yourself if you get it wrong and then total darkness to start the arc in which I guess is good for skill development but it's not nearly as good as one of these kick-ass modern helmets. Now this is a Boss Safe Atlas Pro and that's just like cars, you know, you get... Hyundai i30N or something, they're, they're kind of like that. This is a Boss Safe Pro Series Atlas, okay? And 
in the Pro Series, there's like five different designs. It's just the graphics. The Atlas one is the blue one. And what really matters with a helmet is decent viewing area. And this one, because it's quite close to your face, this has got a pretty big lens. It's, I'm just going to refer to my notes so I get the facts right, but it's 98 millimeters wide and 62 high, which is quite panoramic for a welding helmet. It's not the biggest view area possible, but it's pretty big. Okay, in the old money, that's about four inches by two and a half. Okay, it's a pretty big lens to look through. It's auto-darkening, so you do get quite a clear view, okay? Particularly if you're, you know, just welding down on top of a reasonably well-lit table like this. But we're getting to the problem, okay? I don't know if you can see this in this shot, but there are four arc sensors in this lens. Those four little dots there around the periphery of the big black lens. They're the arc sensors, and they tell the helmet that an arc has been struck and it automatically darkens. You can set the darkness wherever you want between shade number 9 and shade number 13, and for, you know, most welding, 11 or 12 is going to be fine for you, right? And you can tweak the sensitivity if you want to. I've never bothered tweaking the sensitivity of the helmet. It, it works just fine. The response time's really quick as well. It's one thirty thousandth of a second, so you don't flash yourself. There's no more fumbling the electrode and flashing yourself. And you kind of don't have to memorize where the tip of the electrode is while you're shutting the lens anymore. So that's brilliant, okay? It only weighs 520 grams and it's really adjustable to your big fat head. And dude, this is the one thing that I would not scrimp on. And speaking of which, I contacted the vendor of this helmet. Now, I get nothing out of this, but I contacted Ames Industrial in Sydney, and they ship uh, nationwide in Australia, so they will help you out, and they want to give auto-expert viewers 25% off this helmet. Now, this is normally about $176 or something like that, and that brings it down to early 130s, which is pretty affordable for a detailed high-tech piece of PPE like this and you really do want a good helmet because you don't want the auto darkening to fail and you want it to be nice and durable and all of those things. Anyway, the little light that I've used, we'll get to that in a minute. Why do we need one? Because if you can see just fine like that, what's the point of having a light? It's certainly not going to help you once you've established an arc and you're Jedi-ing away at your job, okay? I'll show you the problem. Because when you set up some job, like once you've learnt to weld and once you're actually doing it somewhere, you end up climbing down on all fours, getting under a bench or a table or down in some dingy corner and establishing where you want to start the arc is a little bit like fumbling around in the dark. It just is. So I'll show you here, okay? This is actually a pretty bright workspace. It's got a bunch of LED tubes above, and then it's got two big, fat, bright studio lights in addition. It's got a 300-watt LED light just in front of me here, and 150 above. So if I turn them off and I just go with the house lights, if you like, and I put a piece of plate on top of this piece of column and just make that a job that can't be moved that I have to weld from underneath, okay? All of a sudden, it's like wearing sunglasses at night. And that's where the light comes in because you can see what I can see just here, okay? And then I flick the light on, and I'm not even in the brightest mode of this light. This is 250 additional lumens right here, so it's one step back from turbo mode on the torch, and all of a sudden, I can see exactly where I have to work, and that is 
the hugest possible advantage, okay? So the light I'm using is a little Olight, and as you know, Olight is a sponsor of this channel, and you will get a discount if you use the link in the description for the torch as well. This is a little torch, it's called a Perrin Mini, okay? And it only weighs like 50 something grams. I'll just check it out here, it's 52 grams. So you'll never even feel it, right? And it'll range from a thousand lumens in turbo mode there. It doesn't run all that long in turbo mode, but if you go one step back, from turbo mode, you end up at a 250 lumens, and it'll run like that for 85 minutes, which is a lot longer than you spend welding most jobs, I know. So I organized just to stick this torch on this helmet to solve the problem of not being able to see in some dingy hellhole of a practical application for this new skill that you're developing. Incidentally, this torch is IPX8 waterproof, so that's down to two meters, I think. And it's just a really, like, it's magnetic as well. So you can set it up as a work light, no problem, right? Like, there's your work light. You can just check out something down there if you want to. It'll stick to anything magnetic, obviously. It's also pretty good around the car because it comes with a... Uh, elastic headband and a velcro mount as well and when you stick them together it's a head torch and if you got to do some repairs in the middle of the night you can stick it to the car like you can stick it to the underside of the bonnet you can stick it to a steel mudguard and change a tire like that you can use it in head torch mode you can do all of this stuff so it's a single light that does a bunch of different stuff. And if you just want to walk around at night, it's actually quite practical to carry a torch vertically like that because it's more ergonomic than standing for hours aiming a torch down like this at where you're going to walk. So that's actually pretty good just for walking around in the dark. So for all these reasons, this is a $91 torch during the sale that is on until November the 30th, okay? There's links in the description for all of this, 25% off the helmet and 15% uh, off, I think, at the moment, off the torch. And I will get a small commission if you buy the torch, but there's nothing in it for me with the helmet. So here's how I approach this. And here's what I wanted to talk to you about, apropos of design, all right? A lot of people start their design by just getting out a cutting tool and making metal shavings or something, or drilling holes or whatever. And I never do that because once you've been trained in design, you get sort of indoctrinated and you understand why it's a good idea to have a big fat think first and then cut shit up, okay? So what I did was I actually wrote down a design specification, like a brief one, these big, pretty big type just here. <coughs> Thank you to agree. So I said, I don't want to lose the torch functionality up front, right? Because this is not a particularly cheap torch. It's going to cost me 91 bucks. So I don't want to lose the ability to use it for a torch. I don't want to use it. I don't want to just use it on top of the helmet, right? I want to use it for everything it was designed to be used for, including the head torch thing and maybe to get me out of trouble if something happens to the car in the middle of the night and there's no support around, right? I don't want to lose that. I just want to add functionality and ditto the helmet, dude. Like I don't want to diminish the functionality of the helmet. I want it to just function exactly like a helmet and I want to use it without the torch a lot of the time. So I want to be able to remove it. That's kind of important because sometimes I might have to get into a really tight space. <clears throat> You've got to remember that 
it actually sits on your head like this too, right? So the top of this torch is actually lower than the top of this helmet. So essentially, if my head with a helmet on it fits into a particular space for welding, this torch installation is not going to impede access if I'm really sort of scrunched up getting into some place, right? So that was kind of important to me as well. Point number three was minimal invasive treatment on the helmet. Like I don't want to drill holes in it and screw things in from underneath and all of that stuff. Because as soon as you start doing that, helmet's going to start to crack. The minute you drop the helmet, falls off the bench, whatever, an impact here is going to put stress on the screw holes. You're going to crack your helmet. And then you're going to be up for another 130 something bucks. And I, I don't want that. Call me old fashioned. The other thing I wanted to do here was I wanted to lunch off absolutely as much R&D functionality as I could. I didn't want to invent the wheel, in other words. And I've got to say that all of this stuff here, I made the metal bracket, but I used existing Velcro, obviously, that I just had lying around. And this plastic mount here is part of the Velcro mount that comes with the torch. And you can buy an additional one for about 14 or 15 bucks or something on sale now down to about 12 or 13 whatever it's still pretty cheap because you get this bespoke mounting bracket that's designed for the torch i mean someone else already went through the pain of all of the r d and the different design iterations and testing it to failure and all that stuff so you would be flat out nuts not to lunch off the R&D that actually makes this mount so easy to use, yeah? So I wanted to lunch off that. I wanted to use some sort of not permanent mount so that I could revert to a clean skin whenever I want, okay? Because for some reason I might want to do that. I might just not want to have it up there all the time, okay? And then I needed to make sure before I did anything, I needed to make sure that the torch did not affect the auto darkening functionality of the helmet because some LEDs, because they're digital devices, they strobe a little bit and some helmets detect some LEDs as a flash and they auto darken to protect your eyes, okay? Like if I've got the house lights on and I put my welding helmet on and I look up, it auto darkens because the LED tubes, which were retrofitted into a former fluorescent tube installation, they pulse and the helmet goes, oh God, that's a flash, got to protect him sort of thing. And the helmet just auto darkens, right? So I needed to make sure that this torch was not going to cause that before I lifted a finger because why do three hours work and then just have this epic disaster where the installation looks fine but it doesn't work right and then I wanted to minimize cost okay I just really did not want to go out and buy a whole bunch of hardware all that stuff I wanted to use stuff that I just had lying around so I went through a whole bunch of guesses about how I might make this work I even got some GoPro mounting hardware out of the box that all that junk is in and I investigated whether I could make that work but actually it proved a whole bunch easier just to bend up a piece of two millimeter aluminium plate and then I drilled some locating holes into that so that the bosses on the original Olight plastic mount would just slot right in 
And then I use the backing plate. There's a stainless steel backing plate and four screws that hold it together. That's the way the installation gets held onto the uh, Velcro mount that you can buy as an accessory. So that slots in really well. Those bosses are five millimeters in diameter. So I drilled four five and a half millimeter holes. And obviously I was out by a fraction of a millimeter here and there. So all up that uh, those four bosses just click in place and I can screw them in really easily with the stainless steel backing plate and all of a sudden now I'm over the biggest criticism that I hear people talk about with auto darkening helmets which is they're fine if you're working in a brightly lit environment. They're, they're better than fine in that environment, actually. But as soon as you're in a suboptimal environment, they're just like wearing sunglasses in the dark and trying to figure out what's going on. And this installation weighs nearly nothing, doesn't interfere with your access, doesn't impinge on the functionality or the integrity of either the torch or the helmet. I can use them both independently, exactly like they came out of the box. But then every now and again, when I go to get into some dingy corner of the workshop and weld something up that started to fall apart, or I just need to put a couple of extra stitch welds into something because God knows why, then I've got this additional functionality and it just rocks out of the box. So look, this is the piece of equipment. If I was you and I was getting started in welding, the helmet and the light, there's stuff that I wouldn't scrimp on because the helmet is so critical to everything you do when that arc is turning and burning, right? You've got to be able to see what's going on. You've got to see how close you are with the electrode to the pool. You've got to see how big the pool is. You've got to see it freezing behind the drag, right? And if you haven't got clear vision of that, your welding really is compromised. So I would not scrimp on a helmet. I'd buy a good quality Wellmet, Wellmet and a welding helmet also, both of those things, very important. And what I do is, I wanna make sure that there's no real barrier to entry for you with this critical item of equipment. Like I said, I don't get anything out of it, but you'll get 25% off. And this is a really good helmet, okay? Everything else, including the welder, you can budget out on. Don't scrimp on the helmet, okay? And then just turn rods into weld beads on the table until you're good at it, and then learn vertical up, and then learn overhead butt and overhead fillets and things of this nature. Learn how to control a molten pool of metal with the electron flow. It's so good. It's even good for your mental health, dude, to learn how to weld because I defy you to think of anything else when you are striking an arc. There's so much going on. You're moving in, you're pulling back, you know, you're moving the tip of the job this way, you're feeding the rod in, you're controlling the size of the molten pool, and you've got to adapt to the job. Like if you're coming up, you've got to move quicker, you've got to have less molten pool. If you're welding down from on top, you can afford to just relax a little bit and let nice big fat molten pool develop, depending on the thickness of the material, obviously. But you can't think about any of the problems that confront us from day to day in real life, right? You can't think about the argument you had with your wife or your girlfriend this morning. You can't think about how you're worried about one of your kids and whether or not they're going to fit in. You can't think about 
business type problems, employment type problems, you can't think about the problems you might be having paying the mortgage or anything else because Jedi, dude. So there's my motivational speech about learn to weld. And when you buy one of these helmets, build and bend up a little bit of aluminium like this, sit your torch on that, make all of that real life kind of welding preemptively easier, and then just have fun, dude. Your family will even love it because you'll be down in your fat cave making mad rays, okay? And they'll be up watching, I don't know, Anne of Green fucking Gables or something. And you won't be inflicting your distaste for that on them. And they won't be inflicting their love of it on you. This is the recipe for domestic frigging bliss. <laughs>